Another big NFL move involving a former Pro Bowl quarterback. Who really won the Carson Wentz trade? And will this go down as a smart move that Ryan Pace didn't make? We'll break down some of Pace's most notable moves thus far as Bears GM, plus some NHL updates coming at you, potato heads. Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bring an in your face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's Smack Wagon. All that and more coming at you on this week's episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T-Dog Wiltberger. What do you hear? What do you say, L.V.? What do you say? A lot of We're things. Back. We're hey, back. Hey, potato heads. We are back for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. We, so we got Mr. Potato Heads out there. Do we have any Mrs. Potato Heads? We do. We have Mrs. Potato Head fans. I hope so. We got some Mrs. Potato Head listeners, I hope. Oh, yeah. First okay. things first, let's make sure we take care of business. Uh, there we go. Okay. Whoa. A little, little foamy. Let me open mine up. Head, get a little head over here. That's all right. Well. At least one of us is getting a little head over here. Even though yours is a bear head. Bear. Yeah, what are you going to do? So what's going on? The Bears did not trade for Carson Wentz. How about it? We talked about that. Remember that? Yeah. We talked a lot about it, right? We we were concerned that is that really the best move for the Bears? Really... Nagy and Pace really have not put the Bears in the best position for quarterback. They've traded and they have took a, they took a quarterback that was, you know, second pick overall and they are currently (laughs) letting him walk. That's a problem. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. So Carson Wentz getting traded to the Colts, right? Indianapolis Colts pick up Wentz to replace their uh, the retiring uh, Philip Rivers and uh, getting reunited with Frank Reich over there in Indianapolis. And I don't know, man. I, you know, we talked about – we know that there's a lot of couch potato fans that uh, were not excited about the rumors that the Bears were uh, – potentially going to bring him in to be their starting quarterback. And I get it. I mean, I, I don't think he was the answer. It was, we talked about it at length over the last couple of weeks. A lot of money. Yeah. Uh, big, big money tied up in him. He struggled. He, he really – there's questions about him in the locker room now. You know, some guys coming forward with his attitude and, and things like that, where, you know, which is surprising because when he first came out, his his work ethic and, and his practice abilities and – you know, kind of a locker room type guy were, were high. I mean, he got high marks for that. So it was a little shocking to kind of hear some of that. Um, you know, makes you wonder what's changed yeah. since he joined or 
was it all a bunch of crap? You know, was he, you know, just putting on a front early on in his career? I don't know. Well, it's interesting because the two quarterbacks in that draft, the t- top two quarterbacks, which was Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, who was going to go number one and who was going to go number two, right? Mm-hmm. That's the same draft. I haven't, I'm not making that up. And there was, you know, which one, but both of them got traded this year, this offseason. Both of them. Mm-hmm. I still think yep. Goff is the better pick. I think golf has the most potential. He obviously didn't have his, you know, his feelings hurt and he was not pulled and because of his low performance or lack of performance, I thought he performed very well. I'm just a little surprised that, that they wanted to go with a little bit older guy in LA, but nevertheless, Wentz to the bears would have been a bad choice. It would have been a good, I think it's good to keep your job, but I think you shouldn't have to sacrifice your your job for the team that you currently play for, like Nagy and Pace. We talked about it last week. We said, you know, Pace, what 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 good trades did Pace make or didn't make? Well, I I could tell you right now, this uh, opportunity to pick up uh, Carson Wentz was and and did not do it was probably a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. It may not bode well. In the end, you know, they still got to put a team on the field. They still have to have a quarterback that actually can throw the ball. And your best quarterback, you just released. Hate to say it, but you just released your best quarterback. It's, yeah. it's not going to be Foles. There's no way. No, no, no. I mean, they, they've definitely got some moves to make. Um, no question about that. But, you know, Carson Wentz is one of those they didn't make. You're right. I think it's a good thing. I mean, when you think about winners and losers of, of this trade, you know, often that's what you do, right? You go, okay, who won the trade? Who lost the trade? Sometimes it doesn't pan out um, the, the way you sort of rank those ones, wins and losses. Um, but I think you'd, you'd put the Bears up there, at least from a fan's perspective, that the this is a win for the Bears uh, to not have – uh, made this trade if they were indeed uh, somewhat close. I mean, I've heard varying uh, discussions that said the Bears did, never actually even officially made an offer. You know, who knows what the hell you can believe these days. I mean, these guys are, you know, some of the shit you just can't believe. But um, but I would put the Bears, I think Carson Wentz is a winner in this. I mean, he, you know, although he's never really been publicly kind of bashing the Eagles or anything like that, yeah. I think there was some, there was a little bit when they drafted Jalen Hurts, I think there was a little little bit of hurts there uh, with Carson Wentz. And, um, you know, once he was benched and kind of things went the way that they, they went, yeah, I think this was a foregone, right? I mean, it was, it was obvious. And, um, you know, so I, I think, I think this is a, this is a win in his mind. He gets, gets to a, kind of a new a chance somewhere else with somebody he's familiar with, with Frank Reich, a good offensive line, good system. Um, you know, a team right now that's committed to winning, a lot of things that Chicago wasn't right. And I think that's, he heard some of the public things, him coming out saying he didn't want to come to Chicago. So I think the, I think Carson Wentz wins here. I think the Colts win in this trade. Um, you know, this, this look at the, how well they played. I mean, this is a team that's ready to win now and they need, you know, whether that new um, whatever scenery atmosphere, other side of the fence is going to be good enough. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's always the grass is always greener. Potentially, we'll find out. It's not always green. You not, just think it's greener. Yeah, but for for mm-hmm. Wentz's situation, he's not going to have. I think this goes with any quarterback that comes out of the first round. 
any team that pulls a quarterback out of the first round, it, you're almost expected to play them at some point. Same goes with, uh, obviously, our guy, Mitch. You know, we had Glennon. He was playing horribly. We're like, put him, Mitch, in. He, you know, second-round pick, or first-round pick, second pick overall. Um, I think the same goes with, you know, golf and, and Sam Bradford, you know, came in first round, you know, one of the first round picks, top 10, whatever it is. Same with, um, I don't think anybody was really clamoring for. Bradford was a number one pick. Yeah. He was number one overall. So. I, I'm just saying these, these guys are coming in, you know, when you already have a seasoned quarterback and you have this backup that was top, you know, say top five, top 10 coming out of the draft. Everyone's looking for that excuse or that opportunity to put that guy in. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 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 Bears had an opportunity. They put him in. He played well that first year, and then ever since then, everybody lost their ability to do their job. Like everybody, the coach couldn't figure out how to call plays anymore, and had to go down to their their offensive coordinator. You know, you had to switch all that up. So I agree with you as far as Wentz goes. I think that is a Big win for the Colts. I think it's the, you know, Frank Wright. He's, come on. He's going to, he's a quarterback in his own self. He's going to do wonders for Wentz, I believe. Yeah, he very well could. And I think, I think this is a win for Jalen Hurts, too. I mean, here, you know, here he's got an opportunity. I mean, it's not like he played stellar down the stretch, um, but, you know, he's, he's, part of this rebuild, this potential rebuild. Yeah. Um, and assuming the, you know, Philly kind of builds additional offensive, uh, skill players around him, give him an opportunity to be better. It will be interesting to see. Um, but for, I mean, overall, you know, do you, can you say the Eagle, it, just because we say the Colts won this trade doesn't necessarily mean the Eagles lost it. I mean, it's not, a, it's not the worst thing that could have happened. I think they're, they knew what they were kind of getting, um, you know, once they were kind of throwing the the market or throwing the the, the idea out of trading him and seeing where that market was going to go, yeah. I mean, he signed for what 140 or 130 million or something like that, and they're going to take a big cap hit on that uh, cap hit. Um, they didn't get a first rounder for him, you know. Yeah, uh, they did. I think they got a second rounder one, but I believe the first round, the second rounder can turn into a first rounder depending on how he plays um, mm. or how often he plays. I think if he plays 75% of their snaps, uh, it could turn into a first-round pick. So, you know, if if Carson Wentz plays really well and gets, you know, keeps the Colts into playoff position and plays the entire season, well, then this t- basically will turn into a late first-round pick for the Eagles, which by all, you know, by all means, probably not a terrible thing. So yeah. I wouldn't say they necessarily lost, but um, but what you know the interesting thing about this though is what does this do for um, the market for Sam Darnold? You know they they got his name being thrown around there because the Jets own the number two pick and could be looking at a quarterback there. Um, you know as 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 shitty as Wentz has been, uh, he still has been better than uh, Sam Darnold. Um, so, but Sam, Sam Darnold still signed, though, right? He's still signed. Yeah, they would have to trade him. Yeah, I mean, it would be a trade, and they're they're thinking about you know what they can do to move on from him, even though he's 
hasn't really had much time to develop in, in my opinion, but I don't know. We'll see how this kind of, how all this start, this falls out. I mean, there's so many rumors. We talked about it last week, all the different rumors that are thrown out there with quarterbacks that you'd think would never get traded like a Russell Wilson and even a Derek Carr to that, to that uh, uh, regard. And, you know, of course we've talked at length about Deshaun Watson and, you know, Houston saying, no, you know, we're not going to trade him. I think, I think uh, Oakland said as well, you know, nope, sorry, Derek Carr is not available. And rightfully they should. I think those are two good quarterbacks that you don't just don't come out and trade just because you want to, or just because you you feel like you need to get start over somewhere. Um, But anyway, I mean, that's, that's just my take on the Carson Wentz thing. Bears, I think winner that they didn't make the trade. No question. Now we were talking, we were talking last week about, Pace's decisions and that he's made over the five or six years that he's been in the Bears GM. Mm-hmm. So let us have it, man. Tell me what's your what's your well, thoughts. Give you know, get throw them at me, and then I'll I'll play off of that because I well to me I think yeah no I got you I mean to me I think it starts with you know what when it comes to general managers I mean let's be honest dude there's you are you're gonna miss. On draft picks, you're going to miss on free agent signings. You're going to, you know, you look back at his very first draft pick, Kevin White. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it was a highly talented. I mean, when you think about some of these guys, you know, when these things uh, go down and you have drafts and things like that, um, you have all those experts out there that are saying, you know, whether that was a good pick or, or not. And they have draft boards and everything else. And as as much as a surprise as Trubisky was at number two, uh, and the Bears moving up to get him, there's a lot of people on that, you know, that Mitchell Trubisky was a a pretty darn good quarterback and was on people's boards as one of the top quarterbacks. So you're going to have that. But what I look at it as, you want to be remembered for the good picks and the good deals that you make not the ones you don't, because it probably for the, you know, even most GMs are going to come in that range where, yeah, we drafted this guy and he was a bust and two, you know, two picks later, there was a stud. Well, he was on our board too. Right. Um, And there's teams that are like, well, thank God we didn't pick him. Yeah. It's kind of like when you wake up in the morning and, you know, you have to chew your arm off. No, we're not going to get that one. Uh, But no. So I, you know, for me, I think that, that it started, things started off rough for pace And, and, to begin off, I, I think that right off the bat, the hiring of John Fox, I was not a fan of that. I mean, yeah, he was two years removed from a Super Bowl. He was two years removed from an embarrassing Super Bowl loss that, that was, you know, bad coaching decisions. And especially in the playoffs, that's what surprised me about John Fox. I mean, this is a guy who just, see, you know, he couldn't make the right decisions when he needed to. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like he struggled with that. Was he a good, you know, players coach and everybody kind of liked him and things like that. You know, was he able to keep that locker room in check? Yeah, he was, but, um, you know, he went from really having one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL history to, they were just, you know, granted he came over to the bears and, and was in, you know, an inept offense. Yeah. Um, but you know, that first year, I mean, bringing in John Fox thinking he was that guy, you know, you thought, okay, the Mark Tressman debacle, you're bringing in a guy that hopefully is going to, you know, restore the monsters of the midway type bear defense thing. And, um, you know, just didn't see it. And free agency really wasn't much, much better for him that year. 
I mean, that's he signed Pernell McPhee. He was a big contract signing for him. I think he signed for five years. Um, he was solid in his first year, but injuries, you know, derailed his well, career. And well, here, let, so. let here real quickly. So, 2015, he picks Kevin White, number seven overall. He had um, his career with the with the Bears at 25 receptions for 285 yards. Okay. <laughs> Eddie yeah. Goldman came out of that same draft year, second round. Uh, Hornus Grosso. Yeah, Hornus Grosso. Uh, Jeremy Langford. Adrian Amos, who now plays on the Packers, mm-hmm. who had seven interceptions with the Bears, played 92 games. So not bad. And then Tayo Fujitsu. have no idea. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, he played he four games. Waved. I think he was waived like shortly after he was drafted. So, yeah, I mean, I just mentioned him. Go ahead. No, so, okay, so we had six picks. In 2016, we had... Well, before you jump to 2016, so Kevin White. Where I was getting at with him is, yeah, he was high on draft boards and things like that, but he really only had one good year at West Virginia. I mean, he really... Does that sound like somebody familiar? Yeah, one Mitch Trubisky, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. One good season. I mean, he did play a couple of seasons of college ball at a very small private school in sure. somewhere in Pennsylvania. Um and the interesting thing actually I found out about that college is that's where uh Brian McKinney, they actually this small little college. Um I don't know, I had it written down. Oh, Lackawanna. Lackawanna? Lackawanna? I don't For know. Who? Lackawanna College. For Kevin White, that's where he played the first couple of years before he went to West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia. Got it. And they're, they've got a handful of NFL players that came out of that small little private college, including Brian McKinney. Do you remember him, what he's infamous for? Brian McKinney? Bryant, Bryant McKinney. He played for the Vikings. Or Is he the one that, the that flipped over McMahon or something? No, he, he – um, no, no, no. He um, He's the one that allowed the sack that – Ended Brett Favre's play games played streak oh, at two hundred ninety seven because nice. he got because he got injured. But anyway, you know, um, you know, White had a great career, se- uh, a senior season there. He had over hundred catches, you know, right around fifteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns. Highly rated, but you know, he was really he was probably number two on most draft boards. Amari Cooper went out first or before him that year. The Raiders took Cooper, I think, in you know yeah. third or fourth pick. Um, but that's the thing. It's like okay, where are the where are why are we not putting more stock in these guys putting solid careers together versus, you know, one or two seasons or whatever the case may be? Um, I think to me, probably the Kevin White issue or, you know, as far as what he, he did, they're all looking at maybe what he did against some of the competition they played against against that yeah, year. Yeah. But what a mistake, right? I oh, mean, yeah. he couldn't stay on the field, injured, and 25 receptions for a top 10 pick. Brutal. Yeah, that's absolutely freaking brutal. Money, so, money wasted. Goldman. Yeah, and I know you mentioned Goldman. I mean, he's he's not bad. It's solid, solid against the run. Yeah, right. Good Twelve and a half sacks so Bears. far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we missed him. You know, last season I think he sat out for COVID. Um, so hoping to get him back twenty twenty one. And obviously Amos, he was a solid performer as well as he, you know before he defected to the the hated Green Bay Packers. Yeah, but Bay. um, yeah, but overall I'd give that draft dude that first draft. I, D plus, C minus, maybe. Okay. I mean, just overall. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 2016, we had one, two, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine picks. 
in 2016. Lots of picks. So we'll start off at the least pick. So in round seven, pick number 230, we have Daniel Braverman. He played three games, nothing. In the sixth round, number 185, we had DeAndre Houston Carson. And then we had Jordan Howard, fifth round. He was a fifth rounder, dude. Number 150 overall pick. He played 64 games for the Bears. He had 932 attempts for 3,955 yards. He he had 83 receptions for 634 yards. Came out of Indiana. Then we have DeAndre Hall, Deion Bush, Nick Kukowski, Jonathan Bullard, Cody Whitehair, and Leonard Floyd. It was number one pick, uh, first round, number ninth pick, outside linebacker. And, and, I mean, look at his numbers. So in 70 games, I don't, obviously, because it's up to 2020, it does not have the, you know, 70 games total played. He's got 29 sacks. That's pretty impressive. That was 2016. This is 2016 you're talking about? Yeah, it's 2016. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I. You know what? I look at that and I say, okay, you know, you look at Leonard Floyd. Eh, you know, I mean, they brought him in to rush the quarterback, and what couldn't he do? He couldn't rush the quarterback. I mean, he was a good – he was good overall. I think he was a great athlete, and he, he, I had a lot of high hopes for him, but he just couldn't get after quarterback, and that's what they drafted him for. So – Kind of a tough, you know, it's kind of tough to really give him a, a terrible grade, but um, I don't know if he really, he didn't live up to what the expectations were. And maybe maybe that's because they mis, mis, misunderstood what they were going to be able to do with him. I don't know. I mean, that's 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 hard to say. Um, but, I mean, there are there's some things when I look in and say, okay, who, who'd they get, who'd they miss out, yeah. who'd they miss out on. And I know that, you know, there were some offensive line issues that they needed to be looking at. At that point, I know Kyle Long was getting kind of long in the tooth around that time. I think he may even have been out by then. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, the Jonathan Bullard. I mean, that, that was that was not a good pick there. You could have gotten what's his name, Javon Hargrave, later on down in in the in the uh, third round, and he would have been a much better option, in my opinion, uh, right there. So, Kwiatkowski, he's where he's with the Raiders now, right? Yeah, he's with the Raiders. Yeah, so um, I think Blake Martinez was available in that fourth round before you went with Kwiatkowski. So you had, you know, there's it just seems like there was some misses. I mean, shit, Tyreek Hill went in the fifth round. Would you have liked to have Tyreek Hill? Oh, <laughs> the Chicago Chicago Bears. Of, I mean, of course. So there were some misses, and it just I don't know. It makes you wonder when you when you get into it. What are some of the things these guys, uh, you know, when they're evaluating players? Um, now, granted, I get it, dude. You get, for every t- so, there's going to be some potato fans out there going, "Wait a minute!" If Tyreek Hill was a fifth round draft pick, then other people obviously also missed out on him because if you redrafted the 2016 draft, Tyreek Hill's in the first round. Oh yeah. So so obviously, it's not as if Ryan Pace is just the only one that you know is is missing out on these type of opportunities. I mean, sometimes you almost have to look at a GM and say, um, you know, how good they are at finding the late talent. 
Yeah. You know, into the later rounds, which one could argue pace is probably good at a little better at that. And we'll get into that when you get into some of the other, you know, drafts. But yeah. Um, you know, the first couple years, dude, first couple years, 15, 16. I, I'm sorry. I, I just I struggle with finding anything I'm really excited about. I mean, I like Cody White here, but he's he was not a, a, a home run. Um, I mean, Jordan Howard you know, was a was a fine catch uh, in the fifth uh, round. Fifth round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked I like Jordan Howard. Um, I, I don't know, but dude, it's tough with running backs, man. I mean, they just get take take so much. You don't know. I mean, you, you but get them for two or three years, and you need to go out and get somebody else for two or three years. And actually, to be quite honest with you, I don't understand why Nagy couldn't figure out a way to work him into the offense. Yeah. I, I don't. I just still don't get that. But whatever. No, so, you're abs- no, you're absolutely right. Not, not so great a year, in my opinion. Well, 17 is even worse because we only had five picks overall. So we obviously traded for um, Khalil Mack. I'm assuming, or was that later? Was it an, was that 18 or 17? That was before the 2018 season. Okay. When did I so I, I don't know why we had so little or few draft picks in 2017. Then, not 100 percent sure. But here's what we got. Uh, first pick. Yeah, we acquired. Sorry, we acquired Pace on September first, two thousand eighteen. Oh, sorry, Cleo Mack on September eighth, two thousand eighteen. So prior to the two thousand and eighteen season, is okay. um, yeah, and well, that yeah, because we still had first round picks. So obviously, uh, Trubisky is second pick overall. Uh, he ended up doing um. 1,577 attempts for 1,010 completions for 10,609 yards, 64 touchdowns, and 37 picks. Uh, he ran 194,057 and eight rushing touchdowns. I mean, th- those numbers are not terrible for only being in the league for three years. It's not that yeah, bad. But it's Is not it? even, it, that's not necessarily about the numbers. I mean, actually, he. You know, he was winning. I mean, took him to a playoff game, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really comes down to his decision-making. And it, they actually said this on the – when he was drafted. Mel Kuyper was actually – had some nice things to say about him. Um, but Chucky out there uh, – what the hell is his name? The court, the coach of the um, – Chuck Pagano? Raiders. Oh. No, I'm, I'm – Oh, yeah, drawing, yeah. Drawing yeah. No, no, no. What the hell is his name? <laughs> they call him Chucky because he looks like the freaking doll in the movies. I can't believe I can't freaking remember his goddamn name. What the hell? I, I see his stupid scour. How do you not remember I, his I'm, name? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna oh, let you try to. Anyway, yeah. The the uh, former coach uh, or the coach of the uh, Open Raiders. Um, I can't, I still can't. This is gonna drive me crazy. You need to figure out who the hell it is. John Gruden. Is me. John Gruden. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I knew. I knew it. I just like I'm letting you suffer a little bit, man. Because you know what? You always give me crap. Now I'm going to be able to give you a little crap. Well, and here, so here's another draft. And part of the reason they didn't have a lot of those picks is because they traded up to get Trubisky, and they basically traded up against themselves. Who yeah. knows who is actually going to jump? Potentially jump ahead of them and get quote unquote their guy. Yeah, Miss Trubisky was their guy. Um where's the transparent, you know, transparency too in, in the, in the management. I mean, John Fox apparently didn't even know they were going to draft Trubisky until about an hour before they actually pulled the trigger. <laughs> what? I mean, seriously, how is that? That's, that's just mind boggling. If that's true, 
there's some leadership issue there. I actually would take some some I, that would drive me crazy. You know, if I was in in management and that happened, you know, with with the Bears. But anyway, I mean, yeah, we talked about who they missed out on: Mahomes, Watson, Watson, an incredible pedigree at Clemson. Um, I'm surprised, you know, he even went after Mahomes. I actually had Watson as the number one quarterback available that year, mm. um, and he actually went out number, th- you know, th- third quarterback overall at number twelve to Houston. Uh, but there's a lot of good opportunities when you look back and see who the Bears, you know, gave up or I should say missed out on. Um, you know, in seventeen, in that top ten, yeah. yeah, Jamal Adams, Mike Williams uh, went to the Chargers. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, we talked about Mahomes and and uh, uh, Watson, but yeah, you go on down the line, you look at some of the other late first rounders. That I mean, we could. I would. Would you rather have T.J. Watt? I would have loved T.J. Watt at number three overall, not number two. Um, so just I, this is the cream of the crop when it comes to misses. Yeah, in Ryan yeah. Pace's tenure. So this, se- this this one takes takes the cake. Yeah. So second second round, Adam Sheehan. Shaheen. Oh, oh. excuse me, Shaheen. Forty three. Oh, oh God, go ahead. Forty three games, thirty eight receptions for three hundred ninety nine yards and seven touchdowns. Um, I'm pretty sure there was probably some players <laughs> that could have been picked besides him. Oh, geez. Then you well, he, then you then you on. do good. Hold on. Then then you do. You do pretty good with Eddie Jackson. He's your fourth rounder. And then Tariq Cohen, who Tariq is Cohen. your who's your fourth rounder as well at number 119. Um, then you got this Jordan Morgan who never even played. But Tariq yeah. Cohen, you know, if you're looking at his numbers, 264 attempts for 1,101 yards, uh, five touchdowns, and that's and then that's rushing. And then receiving two oh nine for fifteen seventy five and nine touchdowns. I mean, yeah, and and you know, I'll tell you what, where the Bears were picking in the second round, there were there, in fairness, okay, the tight end market was not the tight end draft class was not strong beyond the first round. Um, so it's not as if there was a lot of you know, to pick once those top guys were gone. I think OJ Howard went in the first round. I know Evan Ingram, I think went to the giants in the first round and there was somebody else in there. Um, the one that went to Cleveland, I don't remember his name. He's got a weird yeah. name. But, so quarterback tight end, anyway. you could have gone, you could have gone offensive line. Yeah. No, no question. I mean, Juju, Juju Smith Schuster was available later in the round. So, I mean, there was a lot of, from an offensive weapon standpoint, but he was looking to build that, that, that offense that Nagy runs sort of is, really dependent on the tight end. That's why they swung and miss on Jimmy Graham this past year. That's why they went with Cole Komet. Um, so in fairness, not a lot of tight ends, but you know who did go later on in the draft, way later on, George Kittle. <laughs> that would have been nice. Oh. Um, but, yeah, definitely when you look at what they did, in the, and this is where I was mentioned earlier as far as kind of finding that later round talent, which might – in a sense, have people go, well, maybe Ryan Pace actually does know what he's doing, but you've got to hit a few home runs in that first round. You've got to. You've got to be. It was, yeah. Some of those are just, you know, it's not as if Roquan Smith, I think, is one. I know we'll get to him here in a minute, but Roquan Smith is probably one that, you know, him withheld. His first-round picks, dude, have not been good. But, yeah, no, Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen, um, you know, you can't argue with those picks. Cohen was actually a, you know, 
he seemed like a gimmick, you know, the way he was running around doing things. But, um, you know, nonetheless, I, I think that uh, he's played really well for being a guy, you know, in the fourth round. Of course. Um, but it was his draft a little bit better here. No, I mean, because of what he did in that first round. So I'm. this is three straight drafts under Ryan Pace that you've just gone through, mm-hmm. and I don't like any, any of the three overall. Yeah, four, so, four, so far, four. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then we go into 2018. We have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks. Number one pick overall. Uh, number one, first round, I keep saying number one because I see one. Round one, pick number eight. You got insider linebacker. Roquan Smith. Mm -hmm. So that was, we know that's a home run. That that was a huge, that was, this guy's going to be big. He continues, he continues to go, well, right now, four interceptions, 11 sacks. He's played 44 games. Um, He he has huge upswing, I guess is what I'm getting at. We're not releasing him. You know, I was pushing for him to be in the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. No question. I he mean, should, he had a he strong have. year. He was he, he was everywhere defensively. He was all over the field. Great in coverage. Um, struggled a bit in in when it came you know some of the different zones that um, Pagano wanted to run. But but yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, I agree with you. I think it was a great pick. I was excited about it. Actually, when they when they pulled him in, there wasn't anybody. I mean, I I I was more. I was actually hoping for Tremaine Edmonds. Um, which I think he went a few picks later to the to the Bills. Um, he was kind of high on my board, but I like Roquan Smith. I think it was a good pickup. Yeah, James Daniels was the second Ooh. second round pick. Yeah, this the offensive lineman. Yeah, the the I guess the center. He well, he p- position no, he, he played, played with center, probably uh, in he college. Played, he mainly played guard. Yeah, for the Bears. Anthony Miller comes out of the Bust. second round. Uh, Joel. Um, Joel Ugabombombombly, I Y I E G B. Thank you. Igabunwe. Uh Belial Nichols. All Nichols. Kyle or Kylie Fitz or Kylie Fitz, and then Javon Wims. <laughs> I just think of our uh, couch potato out there, uh, potato head with the Michael Jordan face on. <laughs> Or no, uh, oh. what's his face? The blind guy, the piano guy. You put on oh, his head. Steve, um, not Stevie Wonder. Um, it could be Stevie Wonder, but um, it might as well have been Stevie Wonder yeah. on his face. Ray Charles. It was Ray Charles. Ray Charles's face yeah. on Javon Wims. Yep. That wide open pass in the end zone. Yep. But he's. I se- actually just looked at that picture. I, I think I've got that on my. It's either in the text messages I sent you or something. But that's a great. That's a great meme. Oh yeah, so we want to thank John Mandala out there for his lovely memes of of various things. It's actually quite amusing, and uh, we're happy that he's uh, doing it. We go into the, so not really, really one player really stands out out of all those seven picks. I mean, Anthony Miller, eh, eh hot and cold. No, no, not, no and yeah, and he's he's not a great route run route runner. And you know he's dealing with injuries. I'm I'm not a Anthony Miller fan. Yeah. I think there was, you know, more and then opportunities. 2019 ever. comes in. Okay, so here here again, he's he's really trying to get offense again. So we we have. So I'm not going to name names right in for 2019, but I'm just going to position 
running back, wide receiver, cornerback, running back, and cornerback. That's your five your five picks. So David Montgomery is third round, 73rd pick overall. Now, this is obviously where we lose our number one picks by picking up right. Khalil Mack at this time. Uh, Riley Ridley, Duke Shelley, Kirith White Jr., and and Stephen Denmark. Eh. David Montgomery is the only one that pops out as yeah, I mean, a decent. I mean, uh, uh, actually, he's played 31 games. He's had uh, his rushing is 489 attempts for 1,959 yards. That seems low, but but maybe not. He hasn't he hasn't been he had a thousand yards last year this past year. So no, that's probably right. Fourteen touchdowns, and then he had seventy nine receiving yards for six hundred twenty three yards and three touchdowns. So he has seventeen touchdowns and basically one year, two years, two years of play, two, two seasons. Yeah. yeah, that's that's doable numbers. Yeah, I mean he shared time with with Tariq Cohen in that in the two thousand. Um, 19 season. Yeah. Um, I think Cohen had some injuries, but nonetheless, I, yeah, I mean, I, I like David Montgomery. I think he's, he's, he's bruiser between the tackles. I think he's, he's played really well at Iowa state. I know a lot of our potato heads like him. Yeah. Uh, he's a big fan. He's a big fan of the, uh, Matusik family as, um, as they really like him there at Iowa state. But yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say in this draft. No question about it. Um, He's pretty much the only one that's given him, you know, valuable minutes on the field. That Riley Ridley, I that, that was not a good pickup. I think he, you know Hunter Renfro went in the next round. I mean, he's by far and away a much better option. Uh, again, Oakland. I think uh, uh, where'd Renfro go? I think it went to Clemson. Um, but you had other wide receivers that were taken. You know, this is yeah. one of those misses uh, in in paces. Era. Why was Ridley in his mind better than Renfro or Darius Slayton who went to the Giants? I think he would have been a better option. So it's one of those things where you know it's it's a missed opportunity. And I know you know Duke Shelley, the the Bears were looking at some depth from a defensive standpoint, Um, but there was again some other options even later in that round. Donovan Wilson went to Dallas, safety uh, played really well last couple seasons, but um, yeah. Again, not anything. I, yeah, that's so we're we're highlighting really some big misses, mm-hmm. and then we get into last year's uh, draft. Uh, the number two pick over not round two, number forty third pick overall. We go tight end again. So basically, just recapping, we've picked one, two, uh, two tight ends in five years. Of him in it, being in there. Two tight ends. Cole Clement. And you know what? Clement, he is, I think he has potential. I, I think they didn't give him the opportunity that they probably could have. Um, but we know Jalen Johnson, uh, Travis Gibson, Kindler, v- Vildor, and then we do know the number, the 173rd pick wide receiver, which I believe we liked, Darnell Mooney. Yeah. That yeah, was, I think there's no, that was know. a decent, I mean, for us as a Bears fan, I mean, he had uh, 61 receiving, uh, 61 
receptions with 631 yards and four touchdowns. Not out of Tulane. Kids out of Tulane. Not bad for a the 173rd pick overall. And then Arlington Man, Hambright and Lavacia Simmons. Never even heard of them. Lacavius. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Darnell, no, no. This actually, I like Cole Komet, obviously, and I'm a domer, and I was, I actually had said, uh, I told uh, one of our potato heads out there, Chuck, that uh, before they drafted him, that I was hoping the Bears would look at Cole Komet in the second round, and of course they drafted him. So um, I like Cole Komet. I think Jalen Johnson has shown some really good, uh, possibilities at the cornerback position as well. He struggled a little bit in the zone, made some rookie mistakes, getting burned a few times here and there. But as far as man-to-man, he is physical, which is what they need. Mm-hmm. They need somebody up front that's really going to be physical with some of these big receivers, especially in the NFC Central. Um, NFC North, sorry, NFC Central. I'm going back old school. And um, definitely Darnell Mooney. I mean, you, you said it, 61 receptions, I think you said, 600-something yards. I think after the you know, if you look at wide receivers after the third round or, or you know, that were picked day two, he's the best. He's the best one. So he's one of those that you would say, okay, Ryan Pace found a diamond in the rough or one of those late yeah. those late uh, draft guys. I would put Mooney up there. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense as they move forward. There's no question about it. So I'm, I like some of the, you know, a few of the picks from this past but, season's draft, you know, in the 2020 yeah. draft. Um, but overall, just I'm not impressed with, with his resume. When it comes to drafting, I, I'm just not. No, you're right. Um, I, I was looking at the second round pick. So we were 43rd overall. So anything beyond that, uh, the Bears could have picked up. And I'm looking at, they could have picked up Chase Claypool. Uh, I'm talking just wide receivers, not necessarily tight ends. I don't see any uh, tight ends. Antonio Gibson. You're talking about for 2020? Yeah. For, no, it's, I, uh, yeah, you don't have. I think Mooney was a great pick. I think it was a, it yeah. was a, a, a real win there in in round five. And and again, he scored some wins in the late rounds. Yeah, Gabriel Davis for Buffalo. You know, he had six hundred yards. Uh, there's no one really. Darnell movie. I'm looking after him. There's there's really nothing. He's like the last yeah. of the Mohicans. Yeah. You know what's sad, though, giving away all those first-round picks. I mean, you're just looking at, like, 2020. If you were looking for a quarterback, not, you know, if we could have had a first-round pick. Well, we we would have. We we gave it away. Who took our first-round pick for 2020? Who did what? Who had the Bears' first-round pick for 2020? Uh, well, that would be Oakland unless they traded it away. Okay, so they picked uh, Henry Ruggs the third. So they've been 12th, 12th overall. So I'm trying to see. Yeah, if, yeah so we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been able to hit the quarterback, uh, the three quarterbacks that won out of the first round. So you had Joe Burrow, you had uh, Double T, Taglio Viola, and then you had Justin Herbert out of the first round. The uh, Henry Ruggs the third still a a threat. With speed, but he didn't even have the yards as Mooney had. Mooney had more yards. You can believe that. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, it, it, there's as we said at the beginning of this, um, you know, you're going to have some misses. That that's, but you want to be remembered for your your wins over your misses. And um, the 2016 draft, you, again, there's probably going to be some people that are going to say they like that draft. Um, 
you know, he's he's done good in the mid to late round picks. We talked about that. Pro bowlers, Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen. Uh, we talked about Amos. I think he, Bilal Nichols, he was in the fifth round, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, the jury's still out on Riley Ridley. I have no idea yet if he's going to, you know, we saw, you know, some of the idiocy with Javon Wims uh, outside of actually playing. Um, so, again, from that perspective, it just seems like, you know, he's he just doesn't have it. And now, well, what are other ways you build the team? Free agency or trades, right? And there's there's folks that think he's made some really good me, really good moves from a free agent perspective. Allen Robinson being one of them, and this is a guy w- where there it was a surprising um, choice uh, by a lot of folks because you know coming off that the what he had the torn ACL, so there were doubts on him when he pulled the trigger and threw forty million at him. Um, you know, so but that was a pretty good signing. Uh, Akeem Hicks, Danny Trevathan. Uh, I think he signed in his second season, but that was to make up for the shitty free agent signings the year before. Parnell McPhee and um, what was it, Mike Glennon? Seriously, yeah. yeah. Talk about talk about a horrible free agent season. Um, but you know, he you look at that as well as what are the ones you're remembered for? Well, he's going to be remembered for you know the Robinson and Akeem Hicks and Danny Trevathan, and of course the big trade the big, bold trade, trading first-round picks and going after arguably the best defensive player or top two or three mm. in the NFL. Um, so that was, you know, and that was at a point when they felt they had their quarterback of the future. They felt Trubisky was going to be their guy. And when you've got a young quarterback that's under team control for not a lot of money, that it is a good time to potentially make a bold move like he did. And temporarily it worked out. 2018 was a pretty damn good season. Um, but one of his shitty signers ruined <laughs> it for us, Cody Parkey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dang it. So, I mean, Mike Glennon, Pernell Mafee, Cody Parkey, Eddie, Roy- Eddie Royal. I mean, $15 million for a guy who couldn't get, out- he couldn't get out of bed without getting hurt. So he's had some misses in the free agent um, as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's – this is a – Pace is a guy right now that's being defined by what he's missed on through the Trubisky hire, um, you know, through some of his trades. We just we just beat him up on that. Kevin White, things like that. What has he done with the kicking game? I mean, he cut Robbie Gold and he signed who? Connor Barth, awful. Cody Parkey, double doink, awful. Who's the other guy? Um, uh, who's the guy that uh, Santos? Oh, Eddie Pinheiro. Pinheiro, yeah, terrible. He got hurt. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, Cairo Santos. Seems like he's our guy. I mean, he, had, yeah. he either broke or almost broke Gold's record. So, um, and then of course, who have I been bitching about all season long? Who'd they throw money at this year that I wasn't even a fan of before they brought him in here? And but they got Quinn. from yeah, Robert Quinn from the Cowboys. So, I just that's the problem I have with him, man. I think you know, I mean, shit, throw the trade for Nick Foles in there. Really. Did, was that? Did we really think that was going to be the 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 difference maker or the the competitive edge that was needed to push Trubisky over the edge? Did we think thirty million dollars was was a smart move for for Trey Burton? You know, who I think is his best season. He had thirty catches. I mean, it just seems like there's too many too many question marks on the moves that he's made. And I I after kind of doing all this and looking at and kind of breaking down some of the things that he's done, man, 
I don't know. I was all I was all good for him getting another year this year, but now I don't know if I'm so sure about. Yeah, that. I know, right? You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I've been I've been listening to you rambling on for this last forty minutes talking Chicago Bears football, and I'm already <laughs> sick and tired of it. Like I like the Bears, don't get me wrong, and and I'm passionate about it, but his decision making, just reflecting on the some of the decisions they've made, have been really bad. And and quite off now. Yeah. Gra- granted, now we, it, hindsight's twenty twenty. We are reflecting on his picks, and we can say that they're bad because we know who the, he could have had. Why sure. do you think we're called the Monday morning couch potatoes? That's right, we're my. Ele- f- that's why. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. So the bottom line is, he's not he he he's not making the best choices. I don't think he can make any good choice this off season. That's going to keep him employed next season. I don't think there's a single thing that the Bears can do, unfortunately, for either Nagy or Pace. I think Nagy's just stuck in the fire, unfortunately. I mean, I still want to have hope for Nagy. I really do. I think he has potential. I just, I think he's overthinking a lot of things instead of just playing the game. He's trying to put too, you know, just be you. Just be you, well, Nagy. And I think that, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the general managers are going to have hits and misses and things like that. I mean, it's there's not it's it's one of those things. It's it's not scientific as much as it is, you know, an art to be a good general manager. And <laughs> I, I don't think that I don't think that pace is really. You know he's no he's no artist and and right? well let's be let's uh, on the fair side for him though let's say that he really doesn't have an ownership that is gonna offer you know now they have a cap and everything else but you know how 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 much of influence does the ownership have I mean it's an old school ownership literally old. And like you were saying about was it Ted Phillips? Mm-hmm. You know how can we how can we trust a guy that it has no idea what the hell he's doing as far as spending the money or? Uh, he's a great accountant. He's just not a football guy. Correct. No. You know, you so he he'll figure the numbers out, but he's not football. So you know, he and he's the one saying, you know, let's keep you know we're gonna thank you the ownership for keeping these two guys around. Because I don't think they like change, personally. I don't think they like to right. to change a bunch of things. Well, because change costs money. Good and call. Rid of Ryan Pace, it's costing you money. Yeah, or not Ryan Pace. Uh, well, probably Pace as well, but definitely Nagy. Yeah, that would have cost them some money, and they don't like spending money on the mistakes that they make. Which you know what? <laughs> I don't know a lot of people out there that do. No, but they. But they, it seems like they sent ten to do that, though, right? They tend to 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 spend money on th- on bad mistakes, poor mistakes. Seems like that's what they're doing. You got that, you got that uh, smack wagon butt horn. Oh. Hit that horn. We have smack. Don't you don't need to play the music. Just hit the horn because we because uh, we just smack the shit out of Ryan Pace. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's forty five minutes of of bludgeoning back and forth. With the- <laughs> So let's move on to something a little bit more exciting. Um, well, one one last little tidbit of Bears. 
I got a text message from one of our couch, uh, one of our couch potato fans, one of our potato heads. Potato heads. She said, "Hey, you know, um, JJ Watt was seen in Chicago eating some pizza. Now his wife, I guess his wife plays for a Chicago team, soccer team maybe or something. I don't know. And uh, obviously, he was in Chicago. Could JJ White?" J.J. White? J.J. Watt. Watt. What am I thinking? Could he Could he land? Now, he's looking for rings. There's no way that we would try to pull J.J. Watt into the Bears mixed. Is there? Not unless you figured out the quarterback position first. There you go, baby. Yeah, not going to happen. And unfortunately, I think depending on what the Bears do with the quarterback position, is going to be hinging on what happens to that, to their um, uh, cap, because they're I think they were ten million over the cap coming into all this stuff, and they've got moves to make, um, and they're going to be or they're projected anyway. Yeah, they've got to figure out what they're going to do with Allen Robinson. Are they going to throw the franchise tag on him? They're going to let him walk? Are they going to do a tag and trade? Something along those lines. God, I hope they don't let him walk, man. I well, I mean, it all depends on what they're they're thought of is is from a reap i mean you're are you going to tell a guy like khalil mack we're going to rebuild i mean are we really going to do that right well no i mean they're going to go out there and they're thinking about what can we do from a quarterback position um i don't know there's all these options that they want are be they're being told sorry guys these guys are not available deshaun watson they have to give up the farm for him and Derek carr so what are you gonna do you're not gonna draft you're not gonna draft a quarterback and say, okay, we're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's not going to freaking happen. No, that's not going to happen. Lesser Patrick Mahomes. Starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Nick Foles. There you go. There you go. So the NHL had a nice outdoor game yesterday, the Las Vegas Golden Knights versus the Colorado Avalanche. They played on the 18th hole, I think, of the golf course there in Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. So it was an outdoor game. Uh, they didn't count for the sun shining down upon the ice. <laughs> and so uh, when they finished their first period, they decided to stop play because they had the game start at noon. And, of course, you want to get prime time, 3 o'clock and, uh, in uh, you know East Coast time, noon Pacific. But anyways, uh, th- it was too slushy. The ice was too slushy. So they ended up coming back at midnight, or, yeah, midnight Eastern Standard Time, 9 o'clock our time, to finish up the other two periods. The Golden Knights end up losing 3-2. to two. But I don't know. One of those things like, you know, why are we doing all this work, this extra work? Yeah, I guess in theory it would be nice. Oh, it's pretty. But you can't even have fans to these games. So really, what was the whole point of it? You didn't have any fans. Like, seriously. Just let them play in their buildings. You're not having fans anyways. Whatever. But let's talk a little bit of Chicago. Because the the Blackhawks, actually, guys, and I know there's some Blackhawk fans out there. Some Potato Heads fans of the Chicago Blackhawks. They played 19 games. They have nine wins, six losses, and four overtime losses. But it seems to be that they're... They want they lost last night, but they've been winning. They've been winning a lot of overtime 
games. I've been losing a lot of overtime games. Once again, not really winning, winning. <laughs> yeah, okay, you want to, but you want to win straight up, T Dog. You don't want to just sit there and just say, okay, let's let's split a point and then let's get the second. You know, don't give away points. And Chicago, you know, being where they're at, they're in third place in their division. They're they're finally, you know, they're scoring. They're they're hey, their goaltending looks really good. You know, the team's starting to wake up, as you had said. Uh, Last week, you know, Patty Kane is has got some some wicked moves, and he's he's probably playing one of his best, you know, games or play, has been playing very well, scoring probably the best in his career right now. Yeah, he's fifth right now overall. I mean, you know, he's he's not up there. I mean, Connor Connor McDavid's running away with it, but yeah, you put everything you have into our trucks. In Edmonton, that's there's it's like a one two punch out there. Yeah, there's McDavid and uh, what's his name. The other center, I forgot his name, but I saw he was up at the top as far as um, goals and assists and everything like that. But here, listen to this. Hold on. One second. So we got, we got, I got a video playing of Kane coming down with a little bit of spinorama score, baby. You can't hear it. But it, but our but I, I will tell you this: our our fans can hear it. So basically, Patrick Kane last night's game comes down right side, looking spinorama backhander in. You didn't see that. You missed out on that there, T Dog. You couldn't hear. It. You know why you couldn't hear it there, T Dog? Because I have my setup so you can't hear what i play on on the actual video screen i well, we, what kind of bullshit is that I, mean, I thought we were a team here we are a team but i didn't oh, have okay. it set up and it was playing automatically so i had to roll with the punches baby I had to roll with the punches and and you're still chit-chatting talking away and i'm just like all right enough all right fine i'm gonna take my microphone and i'm going home no 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 oh, wait, don't go right. home so Chicago, you know, Chicago's been playing really well. They, like I said, they've they've got some wins. They really need to just straight up win. That's what we need. A straight up win. Lankadin Hawks shut out the wings. So Lankadin's looking really good. I that's obviously going to be your starting goaltender for the rest of the season. Gonna occasionally throw in some Malcolm Subad. And, you know, maybe you get one or two wins out of him. Dallas, on the other hand, because they're in the same division as the Blackhawks, they're in sixth out of eight te- out of eight well, they, teams. They played. I mean, it, not, not only did they start off not playing because of COVID, but the last three or four games have been canceled because of the weather we got going down here with the ice storms and everything else. Yeah. They, uh, you know, can't be having hockey games sucking all that power in the stadium when you know people are out of power right now. Yeah, they're saying right now five game road trip looms large for the stars mm-hmm. they need a road trip dude they need to get out of that out of that cold weather it's gonna be 70 wednesday it's gone it left no there's no more cold weather it's good it's beautiful down here well they are playing obviously they were supposed to play saturday they were supposed to say tampa lightning they, it, that game has been postponed and this is hockey they want it to be cold nobody wants to play hockey in the summertime that's right but they it's, like it's your power dude it's your power costing too much money Stars are playing the Panthers coming up. 
they're playing Monday and Wednesday down in Florida, so that should be nice and warm for them. And Chicago coming up, uh, they're playing the Blue Jackets Tuesday night. And then they're playing Blue Jackets again. Go figure. <laughs> Thursday night, both in Columbus. And Carlson, medical update, Carlson's not participating. So Blackhawks, once again, we're going to root for you. Dallas, well, so it- we don't care about Dallas so much. But well, that's not true. I care. I got I got a vested interest now that I live down here. But so when this all went down with this all this COVID shit and you know the state trying to put these teams in these divisions so they could limit travel and things like that, keep them central. Obviously, the Red Wings back in the Blackhawks division. Yeah, um, it's nice to see them at the bottom of the uh, division. By the way, oh, yeah. sorry about that, Detroit fans. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not really. Um, did they, were the Blackhawks, ex- I mean, were they really even expected to get out of the gate kind of like they did right now? They, they were, not- they were expected to not win. Sure. Yeah. They didn't have a goalie. They didn't have a, a number one goalie for sure. So they had to test some goalies out. Right. I mean, when I say not win, not because the people they're putting out on the ice are any good. They're really good. You have some really good players on that team. The mm-hmm. question was, could your goaltender stop the puck? And uh, obviously the first three games, we they gave up five goals. Three or four games? Yeah. <laughs> 20 goals in four games or something like that? Yeah. It was not looking good. You're not going to win many games. But now they've they've kind of okay. They're the I see the goaltender kind of leveling out. Hence, they're winning these overtime games, meaning they're keeping it close enough that you can you can still play the game and still potentially win the game and gain a point or two. The problem is they're also giving away points, which which means basically it just makes that division a little bit tighter when it comes to total points. Right. Now, one team that doesn't have an issue with goaltending would be the Vegas Golden Knights because they have Marc-Andre Fleury and they have Robin Leonard. And Robin's been hurt. He had an upper body injury last three or four games, so it's been Marc-Andre. The Golden Knights have played 15 games, and they are 10-4-1. They are in second place in their division with 21 total points, Colorado being in third place with 19. So it's been... It's been really, it's been good. Right now, the we're, we're coming off, this is, I think, the fourth game out of four in a row with the Avalanche, which is kind of, you know, whatever. But they're playing in, in Denver Monday, tomorrow night. And then they come back to play San Jose Sharks Thursday. So, you know, the Golden Knights have been, Trying some new helmets, like they had the super gold, you know, like you're, you're the you're the dragon kind of thing, or you're the ox, like this Chinese thing. But it was the they had these like bright gold helmets, dude. Like they blinding you. <laughs> it's the worst helmet decision I've ever seen. They have some really good third jerseys now that just came out. These red jerseys with the old um, with like the north, east, southwest uh, compass on it. And then they have the gold jerseys as a, their, their other third, third jersey. It's looking pretty good. 
Um, there you go. You know, the Golden Knights have, they have the players, they have the, 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 what is it, the goalies to make the plays, score some goals, keep them honest, try not to go in overtime. They're, they're racking up the points. And then you, we still, you know, I know we don't talk about is the three, you know, the, cause we're really talking about two divisions. We, we haven't, we're going to briefly just mention Boston is still is number one in the East. You got Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, Islanders, Rangers, new Buffalo's in last 12 points. Number one, 24 points, Buffalo 12. And then you got to go with the North division, Toronto, 30 points, man. That team is playing amazingly. They've won three in a row. Edmonton has won three in a row. As you're talking about Connor McDavid, you know, big player, big time player, man. And then something we didn't talk about is the Winnipeg Jets trading Patrick Laine to Columbus. So when the Blackhawks play last week, oh yeah, maybe we did play. Yeah, we did. So this should be interesting when Chicago goes to play Columbus next week. They're going to be playing against old Patrick Laine. Patrick Laine didn't fit in with the team. I don't know. They got rid of him. No, I don't think I we like said. You like who? I think, I think the Senators are going to be really good this year. How are they doing? They're, they're, they're going to be really good. The Senators? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing great. They're in last place. Oh, Ottawa? Yeah. 80, 80 goals allowed? <laughs> Twenty games, Jesus Christ! Is, is that is that the worst? Hold on, let's see if that's the worst. Like a bag of sand in front of the net, and hope that it doesn't go in. <laughs> yeah, eighty goals. Holy shit! Who the hell's the goalie for the Senators? Stevie Wonder? Guys, are we getting going with that again? Uh, it's probably Anderson. Let we, me. We need a we need a Stevie Wonder meme on top of the Ottawa Senators goal goalie there, uh, Mister John Mandala Potato Head. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let me see who their uh, goaltenders are. So it is, um, wow, Matt Murray, who used to play for Pittsburgh, Marcus Hogberg, and Joey D- Decord. But I'm sure it's Matt Murray that's been in net. What's he got? Hmm. 14 games played, a 12 started. He's 2-9. and nine. Goals against 45. 45. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that's rough. Well, there you go. If the, there, right. you, there you have it. So that is your NHL update. Now listen, couch potato fans. Hey, I you know Tim. I I know we're over a little over an hour. Okay, so I know that we want to keep this relatively around an hour. But I did, I did put a post out there. Remember? I don't. What? I don't remember. I got a terrible memory and all that. Oh, my goodness. So I put a post out there. It was, um, let's see. I think it was, was it on Facebook, right? Probably. If you're expecting me to see it, it's got to be Facebook because I don't have anything else. You don't have Twitter. So that I mean, can't... I do. Well, I just don't password. <laughs> the, T- the T-Dog, it is time for me to come out of the closet, the T-Dog says. He goes, I actually like Nickelback. There you go. That's oh, you wanted to bring that up? No. I no. just happened to see it, so I thought I would mention it. No, no I had said, um, here, let me get to my page. I put out a little. So while you're getting to your page, um, one thing we will mention, I believe position players 
in Major League Baseball, I believe, reported this weekend. They did. If I'm not mistaken. So I think pit, gonna, pitchers, catchers, right? Well, pitchers and catchers were last week, but position players usually come in a few days or a week or so after. So um, it's the 2021 baseball season is going to start heating up, so we're going to have some fun talking about that. So keep we'll talk Cubs and White Sox and uh, several others there, potato heads. So don't, don't fret. I know we took a lot of time talking about pace today, but. So, I don't know. Did you find it? What, do you, what do we got? I, 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 I know, um, I know. I guess I'll have to bring it up on next week's podcast. I asked a question. I said, an, probably, like, is there uh oh, we're having a podcast. This, oh, here we go. No, we. I think I did that. Did I? When did I post this? February 17th. Derailing. Let's, what day is well, February? That's this past week. It would have been up to this one. What does that say? Well, we got one comment from John Mandala. I said, basically, I said, hey, people, we're having a podcast this weekend. Anything you want us to talk about? His response, the garbage signings that the National League Central Division champion Chicago Cubs have made and justify why a team that won a World Series and three division titles in five years is in a rebuilding phase. This nonsense is why Theo abruptly left oh i like it and you know what i think that's i'm glad i mentioned about the position players reporting because i think we're going to take that that what mandala said and uh, next week we'll talk about um cubs moves white Sox moves and you know whose arrows pointing up whose arrows pointing down obviously we know what john mandala's opinion is on that at least from a cubs perspective and uh yeah that sounds like a plan all right john mandala we're going to be talking about your question on the next week's Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Right there, T-Dog? Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me as right, well. I was drinking the last of my <laughs> You've been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Following us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potatoes podcast is for general purposes only. Thanks for listening. I'm out.